everybody I've talked to, they're not building theaters unless they're mm-hmm. putting bowling with it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and we theaters are so dependent upon Hollywood, and right. Hollywood doesn't release anything like they haven't really until this summer. We, we, we suck air. We, we don't take anything in. Yeah. And right. By having another added income, it will help us survive in the long run. Great. Thanks again for coming on today, Mick. Really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our conversation. For people who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, tell us a little bit about yourself and company you're working with. Okay. My name is Mick Steele. I'm the president of North Park Cinemas Incorporated, which runs our uh, company. We just changed the name to Showplace Entertainment due to the FECs that we're adding on to our theaters. I've I'm 65 years old. I've been in the business since I was 12, working for my dad. And you find that people like me, they're all over the country. Because I, t- I talk to them all the time that have worked into uh, theaters all their lives. And it's something that gets into your blood. I got an accounting degree, worked in the uh, CPA for a while. And I said, this isn't for me. It gets in your blood and uh, you just uh, hate to leave it. But anyway, I uh, my dad died about four years ago and I took over as president. But I was been running the company for the last 15 to 20 years. I would talk to my dad and we would bounce things off each other. And I always had the idea that I always wanted to expand. He did not. Right now, we have eight, eight theaters with 80 screens. How many was that? Sorry. Eight theaters with 80 okay. screens. Oh, wow. Our largest is a 20plex here in Owensville, Indiana. And it has an IMAX also. And th- that's one that I'm working on adding another FEC to. Okay. Four, year, four years ago, we added an FEC to our Newburgh location. Newburgh at the time had 12 screens. We reduced it to 10 screens and we put a huge arcade with, I think, 60, 60 games. We have 20 lanes of bowling. Oh, wow. A, a big restaurant, laser tag. So we, it was a, a massive 30, project. Yeah, it was a 30,000 foot square foot addition to our existing theater. And massive. it's- it's done fantastic since we opened mm. uh, even through the through COVID. It took a, you know, we closed down, I think, for three weeks, three, I'm sorry, three months, and then we mm-hmm. reopened and it's just been steadily building. Whereas this past March was our biggest March we've ever our biggest month we've ever had. This last month, July was fantastic too. Well, you know, it, it's the grinds on the wall as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's right, why where things are going. That, yeah, that's why yeah. I want to add one on to our biggest location at Showplace East here in, in Evansville. Okay. Uh, and hopefully I'll have that up and going either next October or hope the first of the, the preceding, the next year, 2023. And that's going to be like a, a similar size? I mean, I'm sorry. Pardon? Okay. And that's going to be a similar type project, adding some bowling lanes, ar- arcade? restaurant right. Is, was that your first foray in, into the bowling space or had you had some of that before no it was the first okay it was, it was uh, well it's funny because my dad and i we flew out to california i think it was murray bowling flew us out there because we were think, toying with this idea probably eight nine ten years ago and but we never did follow up on it. And then it's funny how things work out. Then, you know, about six years ago, we decided let's go with it. And that's when we started laying the footwork for our FEC in Newburgh. Um, And it just took off from there. It took about two years to get the project finished, finalized. But uh, we mainly operate 
theaters in small towns in Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois. It's weird how I kind of approach this. I, a lot of times the city will come to me and <laughs> we'll sit down and talk. And then I talk to the local bank. Most of these are financed by local banks. And we have, let's see, the, most of them are eight, eight screen complexes. Okay. Uh, and I'm even thinking about adding many FECs to a couple of them right now hmm. on that. Uh, just what does that look like in your mind? It looks like maybe, all depends on if the city has a bowling alley. If it has one, then I'm kind of torn on which way to go. Do I want to go duck pin bowling? Do I want to yeah. not? It, it all depends on the shape of the alley and, and things. Because I'm looking at one place in Indiana right now. They have a very nice alley. And I don't want to, I can't compete with it. If I could, sure. I don't want to. You wouldn't yeah, want, right. Why do that? I'm, I'm going to put it in our, an arcade, party rooms, and you know, maybe some duck pin bowling, some, some small, but uh, stuff like that. That's what I'm working on right now anyway. Yeah. One of the, yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on is to talk a little bit about perspective from the theater side. I talked to Bart from the BPAA a couple uh -huh. episodes ago. And he actually said that theaters are possibly the fastest growing segment of who are adding bowling. Everybody I've talked to, they're not building theaters unless they're mm -hmm. putting bowling with it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and we, theaters are so dependent upon Hollywood and right. Hollywood doesn't release anything like they haven't really until this summer. We, we, we suck air. We, we don't take anything in. Yeah. And right. by having another added income, it will help us survive in the long run that's the way i look at it and i think that's everybody i talk to that's the way they look at it too absolutely and now so, is do you sell it as something like a, a package deal where they come in and do all three activities or people come in for one or the other or what does that customer mixture look like we have different parties different different mm -hmm. parties where they can get a party and get all everything or we can even throw in a movie if they want so there's so many different variables that, that you can do you got you go to your Dave and Buster's and stuff like that. They are, they all have different options. And we, a lot of times, for instance, okay, at uh, one of our theaters where we just had an arcade, we gave them a free game card. And that's what we're trying to, we want people to come back. Once we get them in, we want people coming back. And that's why bounce back with the party. We make sure that everybody gets a, a free a card so they mm -hmm. can come back and go bowling or play arcade games and, and everybody can tell you the arcade games it's just amazing <laughs> yeah do you own all your games or do you do rev share we bought them matter of fact they were paid off in nine months it was ridiculous yeah, yeah if you have the volume it, that is the way to go and the, and the cash to put down yes yes yeah it's yep it's been an eye-opener for us anyway yeah, yeah, I'm sure you, until recently, probably didn't think you'd ever be in a completely different industry. And, okay, the bowling side of it, we were torn. Do we go with strings or do we go with the, the old, the older style? Free fall. Yeah, and so we're, we went with free fall. Okay. On this next one, we're going with strings. Yeah. Because we saw how much maintenance it takes. Exactly. <laughs> Mechanic. We're not used to that kind of maintenance. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not used to it. It's totally different, all the parts. Which ones do you have? Do you go with Brunswick, AMF, or what do you get? With Brunswick. Brunswick, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you get the 887s. One of my ex-employees went to work for Brunswick oh. after the, we, four years ago. And so I got, he helps me out every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and string seems to be the way to go for the new builds, just because right. of the electric bill, the maintenance. 
And then if you're in more of an FEC environment, the people won't even know the difference. Exactly. And for you, before we built this, I sat down with somebody at one of our conferences and he said, Mick, you need to go strings. And I, I was adamant. I said, no, everybody tells me it's not as good as free. Yeah. They're looked down upon for a long time. Yeah. Still are to some yeah. degree. Yeah, but he went with strings and uh, he was right. I should have went with strings. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, once all the new builds are going string yeah. as opposed to the free fall. But you still got plenty of holdouts. And if you are more of a tournament style, league style, then the free fall is still the dominant well, player. And that's funny because I didn't know which way to take our lanes. I, I was torn. You go in there on Friday, Saturday night, there's mom and dad and two kids on every lane. It's a family entertainment center and yep. it's for families. And I'd much rather do parties and have leagues. The parties, right. it's, it's really a different because I talked to, matter of fact, I brought some guys into our uh, bowling and they were hardcore bowlers. Mm -hmm. wanted to make this for hardcore bowlers. And I said, no, we got yeah. the family, it's families here. Mm -hmm. So they end up quitting because we weren't hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, not enough of them to sustain these days, unfortunately. Yeah. So then do you do any kind of leagues at all? Like a social league or non-sanctioned yeah. or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we, we do have a couple fun leagues that we threw, threw out there. They've they've done decent. They help us out during the week. That's what basically leagues are for to help you during Monday through Thursday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the fun leagues tend to, at least from what I've seen, they tend to do more on the food and beverage side, which is just there for fun. Whereas the, so what does that look like for you? So do you have a, a full restaurant on the side or how does that tie in? No, we do have a full restaurant. It seats about 120. We are making the new restaurant a little smaller. I think, we, matter of fact, I think we cut it in half. Okay. Just because we also serve food in our theaters now too. And that's, so it's going to, it's a double-sided sword there. We got, yeah. It's really, I always say it's three restaurants in your kitchen because you got your bowling, pizzas and burgers and stuff. And then you have your restaurant and then you have your theater. You're serving three different audiences. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, one kitchen. <laughs> so that, right. that's, that's something in itself. To manage that, it's tough, <laughs> especially in yeah. today's environment. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because you got three, th three times the size of a menu, right. three different cuisines. How, how do you reconcile that now? How do what? How do you reconcile that now? Keep keep track of all of them, or how do you serve all three from one spot? It's tough. They're using the Runswick sink for uh, okay. It, it uh, serves its purpose. We're able to. It's no problem. So on Saturday, sometimes, especially if you have a couple parties going, it's pretty heck. Yeah, uh, but the parties mainly want pizzas and stuff, so they're not too hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, that keeps it simple. Unless they want a ta taco bar or something different, but pizzas aren't too bad. Yeah, yeah, and that's usually what they get anyway. So then, and I'm curious, what percentage of your business is made up from like the bowling side versus the theater? What does that breakdown look like? Okay, at that theater, that particular theater, it's probably 50-50. Oh, really? Yeah. So half bowling, half theater? Or how does food and beverage play into that? Or what's well, the side of the house? Food and beverage is in the, with the bowling. So because we have a separate concession stand for the theater, which is figured differently. Yeah, so. okay. So then, and then do you put the games on the bowling side too? Yes. Yes. Okay, so it's, it's, probably little, it's, it's probably more 60-40. Oh, wow. Yeah. The FEC versus the theater, especially lately. You can't really, next year, they're supposed to have better movies for us and more movies. I see. Like right now, we don't have anything opening until end of October, basically. It's oh, wow. Yeah. Movies, so it's going to be very slow movie-wise. Yeah. It's been tough. Yeah. Uh, one of our clients is uh, from you know, like a legacy side was on the uh, drive-in theater 
and they uh -huh. said it's been tough through the summer. Just if they're not putting out movies, it's tough to get people in there. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, we did have a heck of a summer, May, June, July, where since Top Gun opened, it's been really pretty nice. So uh, I'm curious, then, are you planning to roll this out for some of your other theaters or just the one? Or what's the long term look like for you? Is this something you well, want to do for all of them? I have plans on the back of my mind. There's, I know, two, two more locations I want to put a full FEC. And I got two more theaters that people want me to build. And one of them will be a half of a scaled down version yeah and i could have three or four more fecs on, add on to my existing theaters all it takes is money <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> just that you small know. hurdle <laughs> yeah yeah they're not that's why you don't see everybody building these things because it takes yeah. money to get into and you have to have a track record and, and with the theaters now the, ba the banks are hesitant they want to see what's going to play out in the next year basically before they, they want to do anything yeah uh, well, understandably for theaters but yeah yeah then that brings me to the next question is what's working for you now on, on that fbc side you mentioned parties a couple of different times what are some of the things that are really working for you you see that are really riding the wave with the bowling the parties we'll go through some weekends where we'll have 15 20 parties and you know what's really nice is when you get a corporate party midweek and we've had a couple of those lately and we've and they're increasing too. Well, of course, we've been there for four years now. We have a track record. People enjoy coming. They nothing but good things I hear. And that's the customer service. It always boils down to customer service. You have to right. take care of your customers. And it, these parties, we have a party host or a bartender, whatever it takes, what they want, depending on the size of the party. And even the boutique parties, we have a boutique lanes where we have eight okay. lanes in this boutique yeah. area. And then we have an own separate bar there and they can either have a party inside there or use the two party rooms that are connected. And yeah. so it really makes it nice uh, for corporate functions. Yeah. And we've had a lot of corporate functions in, in, inside the our boutique lanes. Yeah, that, that seems to be to really put you in a good spot for the, uh, the corporate events is to have that boutique. I have a few other clients who have that and it's just like a perfect setup for them. It's separated, it's away. It's big enough. It holds yeah. people, and they do feel special, which is the whole goal for them to do right. that for their employees. And it's funny. We've been there four years, but people are. Just, there's a lot of people are just finding out about us. So the Newburgh location is like the east side of Evansville. It's, it runs into Evansville, so it's uh, on the far east side. So there's a lot of people from the west side or from center of Evansville that haven't out there and seen it they're just finding out about it. so it's sort of, that's why i wanted to build one in evansville just because because of that reason and now okay yeah no, that, that makes sense okay and you said evansville and then uh what, what else is working for you today then on the fbc side to be honest with you we love the kids bowl free okay during the summer you can't beat it even the argument against it was they're bowling all this for free but yep. when, you, when you're packed in there every day during the week you got mom bringing two three kids a lot of times they, they have to walk through the arcade to get to the bowling exactly yeah <laughs> and sometimes they stay and eat in the restaurant so mm -hmm. they stay and watch a movie afterwards so to me the kids will free is a fantastic program and we swear by it and it's very i think it's a great thing to have yeah, I've definitely heard mixed reviews on it. I think if you have a couple of different product lines, then you get the cross-pollination. But some people, if they only have bowling, they might not do as well because the bowling's free. But if you have, right, you have, I, you have sure. all these other things. 
Sure. It looks like for you, it sounds like it works out beautifully. Yeah, it works out great. Because I will go up and just watch after they, before they come in bowling. I'll see them playing games or afterwards. That's why these cards are so great. We use inner card, and it, 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 okay. they're fantastic because they can be used for anything. And also going right. to, movies, to the movies, they can just put money on their cards and they can be spend the whole day. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's nice, especially when you, if you have the Brunswick sink, they work really yeah. well together. Okay. And you mentioned that there's a lot of people who still don't know you're out there. What do you do to promote yourself or try to get more people in? The word of mouth is the best advertiser. So absolutely, that, that's why I, I stress to my help that customer service. And then they, the companies will tip well if they have a super nice party. And right. They will give my servers and bartenders and things nice tips. But to basically we do social media. We don't do a whole lot of other media. There hasn't been any need to. Uh, we're jammed. We are going to start having bands in a, re okay. in a restaurant on yeah, Saturday night. Entertainment. Yes. We try to before. I think we're going to go with more of a country because I guess we're in the country section. Sure. Yep. You got to know your audience. Yeah. We start that in mid-September. And so hope, I'm hoping that does well. But uh, word of mouth, social media, that's basically what we rely on. Okay. And when you do social media, you do the ads or, or just a, a post or what kind of stuff oh, you do on the social? Well, we do posts and I'll, I'll boost it. Okay. Dollars behind it or something. Yeah. I do that ever so often. But that's basically all, all we do. Yeah. Yeah, they do studies where they see that most people are on their phones four to five hours a day. Yeah. And so that's where they're at. You might as well hit them where they're at. But yeah, that, we don't, we're, we're bowling alley marketing. So we, but we don't do a ton of stuff. We just stick to a couple of things that work. And that's one of the things that works today. Sure, sure. Okay. So then I wanted to transition next to where you see things going in the next three years or so. It sounds like you have talked about a little bit. You have some plans of where you'd like to expand your centers, but where do you see the industry as a whole going as far as like the bowling side? Or do you think it'll continue the way it is or what's your projection? I think it's going to continue. Uh, and like you said, every theater that's being built, they have a bowling alley in arcade. And I, there's going to be more and more of that, I think. Even the big chains are getting into it. So when mm -hmm. they get into it, your AMCs and your, of course, your Regals are having a problem right now with payment bankruptcy. <laughs> but I think it's going to continue. And I was searching for what else can I put in my FEC. People throw things out there like rope courses. We have a bunch of golf simulation places in town and I'm thinking mm -hmm. maybe I need to put some golf simulators in. VR, virtual reality stuff. Uh, even what they're doing now, they're, people are coming in to watch people play these games. What, what's that called? Sports. Yeah, esports. Yeah. Uh, I've checked right. into that. I'm still not, even though they show me the crowds that come to these things, but I don't know. It, it's <laughs> maybe I'm too old. Uh, yeah, there's a huge market for it. It's crazy. Uh, we're looking for add ons to our parties, basically. Laser tag is a great add on to a party. Yes. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we don't do a whole lot besides the parties with laser tag, but parties eat it up. I, I'm one, one game, play a couple games of laser tag, play the arcade. That's a whole other yeah. kids or whatever. And then they, um, eat cake or in the, in the party room and right. you know, it, it's, uh, uh, yeah, works out pretty good. And of course these parties, they're not going to do a golf simulator. They're not going to do axe throwing unless it's an adult. That's party. true. I don't know, but yeah, we're always looking for something else to add to the experience. Of course, people say, you all cut your restaurant in half and put more arcade games in. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think you, you hit on the point is having that, that bunch of different options for people to do. 
You right. got three or four or five different activities is really a draw because someone might come for one of them and end up doing four of them. Yeah. So you get people that it really uh, expands your draw. Whereas if you only have one thing to offer, th those are the only people you're going to have coming in. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's really lent itself to us being a very popular place for parties. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and to hit on your point, I'm a partner in a center. We have when we have the axe throwing and the golf simulator, and they uh, they both do really well with uh, like alcohol more for adults, right. especially the axe throwing. It's very profitable. Wow, doesn't take up a ton of space. Huh. Small. Okay. Yeah, but we don't you know when we're, we're two two years or so into a, a fad that could maybe last another year or two or or five well, or ten. We, we don't know. Yes, yeah, when deals the public, and you just don't know. Very fickle. Yeah. yeah, but those were like a three-month payoff. Oh wow! Yeah, because because it, it's cheap. It's wood and sure you know, a little bit of metal lattice and well, maybe, maybe I'll maybe need to write that down next. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Oh. Def definitely a good one. But uh, okay, so we touched on that. I wanted to ask the next one is what your biggest challenge is right now. Biggest challenge is labor. And that's all across everywhere. Labor problems. Yes. I've been lucky where I've had people. That have worked in my theaters for a long time. Right now, I have two theater managers running my FEC, and they're doing a fantastic job. They know how I want things run. And when you get into your, then you get into your kitchen. You have to make sure you have a good kitchen manager. Otherwise, your kitchen is going to be a headache. Mm -hmm. it's still, it's still a headache even if you have a good kitchen manager. But you have to have the and for maintenance, I got that covered pretty well. I got three three or four maintenance guys, the bowling counters, redemption. The redemption and the bowling counters are together in our okay. facilities. So it's uh, during the week and one person can staff it, but on weekends we got four or five people back there. So it's the labor. And it's funny, the kids, we used to not have any problem getting kids to work at our theaters. It's become a problem lately. I raised, I think I, our lowest pay is are, I think ten dollars an hour. We're paying a lot more for yeah. for workers that aren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> yeah, right. don't get me wrong. We do have some really good employees. Uh, sure, but overall, looking at the overall picture, it's really I think the labor market has changed. A lot of your kids are too busy to work nowadays. Sure. Uh, we yeah. got too many things going on, but and we try to work with them too. If they're involved in sports, we understand right. flexibility. For these yeah. three or four months, you're going to be non-existent to us. The time after that, what we strive for, but labor is probably the biggest headache. Yeah, for me right now, besides yeah. lack of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to be the consensus: is that the labor is just tough to find good people and to get them to apply and actually show up and work and show up on time. They make an appointment with you, but then half of them don't show up for the interview, which I just don't understand. It's a diff different mentality. In yeah. So. yeah, it happens a lot. We actually implemented a, a software where we do automatic texting or reminders for the appointment, and that helps it, you know, oh, okay. it, it boosts it, a uh, percent of the show up rate pretty significantly. You still have people who don't show up, but it helps a lot to do, yeah. hey, you have an interview tomorrow. And then, hey, you have an interview in an hour. I'll call you or, or whatever the process is. Sure, That's a lot. Sure. Huh. We just have that automated. And then you can use the same marketing skills for to get more candidates. So you, you basically advertise and try to, just the way you're drawing in customers, you're trying to draw in good applicants. Because I, I think the statistic is that 25% of people who work, who have a job now, weren't looking for a job when they got the job. 
So oh. just because well, they're not unemployed doesn't mean they're not open to an opportunity. So yeah. just getting your name out there. It used to be you always ask your workers if they have any friends. And that's, we still do that. But it just seem, doesn't seem like it. they don't have as many friends as they used to. Or... Yeah. And some people even offer bonuses. If they, yeah. someone yeah. comes on and they work a certain period of time and, or tenure, then you right. pay out a, a bonus. We usually up their pay if they've been there for, I think it's two months. Yeah. They stick it out. So... Right. Yeah, it's worth it at that point. If you think about all the training costs and opportunity costs of not giving yeah. good customer service, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. All right, we're coming up to the top of the hour. I wanted to just ask you one more question. Typically, I ask for the number one piece of advice for a bowling proprietor, but since you're in a slightly different, something that you're moving towards, if someone else is thinking about making this kind of move that you've done transition, at least for one of your theaters, of adding the bowling side, what would be your number one piece of advice to someone who's looking to make that foray? Make sure you do your homework on the type of bowling, number of lanes. We had a feasibility study done by a gentleman, mm. and that helped me tremendously. He's been involved mm. in bowling for, I think, 40 years, and oh, wow. he came down and did a feasibility study for us. He laid mm. everything out, our competition, laid out what he thought we would do, how much it costs to do it. He was spot on on everything. Matter of fact, because oh, wow. I had What's his name, uh, give him a plug. Tom Funk. I've heard that. Um, he's uh, out of Indianapolis. He has mm-hmm. two uh, centers, I believe, in Indiana. But he, he's been, he was, he helped me out tremendously. Uh, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he came in and helped with our, but I, at a price, but he was wonderful for us. And that probably helped me more than anything. And the feasibility study, since he was spot on, the banks, with the second one I'm doing, he did a feasibility study for that too. And I'm sending mm-hmm. it to banks and I showed them my, the, our Newberg one and how it was spot on. And so mm-hmm. that, you know they're taking it, taking that to heart and my loan will be much easier to get. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Working with the banks, pulling teeth. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have a strong relationship with uh, some money source. Sure. It's not cheap. No. We probably put five to seven million into our FEC and for the full one. It's not cheap. Yeah. No. Yeah, I hear anywhere from five to sometimes 15, depending on where you are and how big you go for. Well, exactly. We had 30,000 square feet. We had a full kitchen. I remember when my dad looked at that kitchen, goes, he's used to working out of a corner somewhere. He saw this kitchen and he goes, Man, we don't need that much equipment, but we did. Yeah, with that much, that many people coming through, I'm sure. Yeah, well, three, three restaurants that we're serving. Yeah, it's a lot of volume. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, I've really enjoyed talking to you, Mick. This has been fun. Maybe we'll do another one in the future. But um, if people want to reach out, have questions about the theater side or going into bowling, what's the best way for them to get in contact? Probably my email, mick at showplacecinemas.com. It's the way to get a hold of me. It's wonderful. We have a huge website and that's one thing too you've got to have a, a good website that people can navigate yes. understand mm-hmm. so that, yeah, that's your first impression right and we work with the theater toolbox who has done a wonderful job okay yeah awesome yeah well thanks again make i appreciate you donating some of your precious time and this has been fun we'll have to uh, catch up another time okay nice talking to you thank you Bye-bye. okay